Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good Risings. I'm Jackie. And I'm Brian. And this is Grateful Grains. Welcome back. As you know, we're spending this week talking connection. We got it started Monday by having a conversation about the world of opportunity. Tuesday, we dug into finding connection in the workplace. Wednesday, we discussed connection in our closest friendships. Yesterday, it was a romantic connection. And today, it's all about making connection last. Today is a broad conversation about connection across all types of personal relationships specifically how to maintain a healthy connection long-term, and when to know to let go. First and foremost, we have to acknowledge the existence of long-term relationships that exist without connection as a result of obligation. Of course, we can subject ourselves to obligation for a million different reasons, but most commonly, it's under the burden of guilt. Guilt can come as a result of many things, our values, other people's values, perceived societal norms, and other people's dependence on us, just to name a few. The important thing to remember is obligation is always a choice. No matter the circumstance, no matter the environment, we have to choose to submit. That doesn't mean it's not at times altruistic or for the greater good. It simply means that it's a decision that we make. The point is, yes, sometimes long-term relationships exist purely out of obligation. Nine times out of 10, these relationships aren't directing us toward growth. They're stagnant. They're often filled with resentment. And if they're a burden, it's time to consider setting yourself free. Because the truth is, though it may be painful initially, everyone will end up better in the long run. So once beyond the world of limbo that is obligation, we enter a relationship built on interest, the first form of connection. Similarly, interest alone can be enough to fuel a lifelong bond, surface as they may be. A relationship built purely on interest can look like simple fun, adventure, attraction, or financial stability, just to name a few. Not all relationships end here, but all relationships do require it to survive. That said, the type of interest in a relationship can ebb and flow over the course of a lifetime. At times, attraction can outweigh growth. At times, our desire to grow can be what holds us together in the absence of attraction. But the moment no form of interest exists, we immediately dwindle to obligation. From interest, we evolve to honest communication. This is a deeper connection than interest alone in that it opens up a clear dialogue between the connected parties. This is the first step of becoming truly known to one another. And by the way, honest communication can exist before we truly know ourselves. We can still communicate desires, dreams, feelings, and intentions, even if we've never done the work of healing even if we've never really looked inward. In order to progress into the next phase of connection, both parties have to do the work of self-exploration. Separately, we develop a more intimate relationship with ourselves. We begin to explore who we are. We get to know our trauma, how our past has shaped us, 
how it informs on our present self, and we begin to do the work of healing. All of this leads to an awakening widely known as awareness. Now, of course, timing is entirely subjective on this journey. One person may come across it sooner or at different levels. This is commonly where dissonance begins in deeper connection, because as we get to know ourselves, we sometimes identify aspects in our friendships or partners that become non-negotiables, a vast difference in values. But most of all, because our priorities evolve while theirs remain simple. Though frustrating, a relationship can maintain connectedness while only one party has developed awareness. However, we cannot progress to the next phase of connection until both parties have taken this step. Once we become aware, we can properly identify our values, our strengths, our weaknesses, our purpose, our genuine needs, and all the things we have to offer. It's not uncommon that unaware people believe they've identified these aspects in themselves, but it's often a result of simple opinion and lived experience rather than true introspection. Once aware, we've come across the most significant changes of our lives. We get to know the dissonance between our old selves, our learned behaviors, our trauma brain, and who we are at our very core. And by the way, we often see those same things in the people around us, not out of judgment, but out of understanding. So awareness begets self-knowing. And from genuine self-knowing, we can connect with others on a higher plane, so to speak. Keep in mind, two strangers who have already progressed to this point in life separately can meet and immediately connect here. They experience interest. They're already equipped with honest communication. They've engaged in self-exploration. They've become aware and have a deep self-knowing. And in these special occasions, all of that is present from the jump. When these kinds of people connect, there is a natural desire to move to the next phase of connection, which is mutual growth. Mutual growth may have been happening all along if both parties had an interest in becoming the best version of themselves and kept each other focused on the task at hand. But once we reach the point of awareness and self-knowing, growth is all that's left. When two connected parties are on the same page about their physical, mental, and spiritual trajectory, they nurture intention and motivation in one another. Greater heights can be achieved in unison. At the very same time, people do transgress to previous forms of themselves. In these cases, the choice always becomes how long we're willing to wait, how far we're willing to go before we allow them to grow in a different direction. That brings us to our final aspect of long-term connection, adaptability. This concept is the answer to all shifts internally and externally. It's our ability to be resilient in the face of adversity. It's braving the seas of shifting levels and kinds of interests, which will undoubtedly come. Beyond our non-negotiables, adaptability and connection is embracing the differences we have, honoring change in the people we love, riding through the slumps, the mishaps, the downward turns, and growing through it. It's entirely yours to decide when to be adaptable and when to be firm, understanding that being firm may cause connection to snap, for better or worse. Remember, if you'd like to continue the conversation, feel free to reach out through Instagram at Good Risings, or you can find me at B McMuffin. And you can find me at Jacqueline M. Wood underscore one. Thanks so much for joining us here on Grateful Grains. We're spending all of next week talking love. See you Monday. Until then, remember, a better tomorrow starts with today. 
We have some exciting news. You can now search more than 700 Good Risings episodes on the new Fathom FM app, the podcast player from the future. Go to fathom.fm slash goodrisings, ask questions, and hear answers directly from the Good Risings podcast. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio.